With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Executive producer Lois Wetzel coming to you live this morning from Houston, Texas at 9 a.m. Central Daylight Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, get reminders of upcoming shows, and additionally, another thing you can do is let everybody know how many people are actually listening to this show because I'm finding out there are a whole bunch of people listening that nobody knows about because they don't register for Blog Talk Radio. And they don't really send you a lot of, um, I don't get any emails from them except show reminders, so I can't imagine that they're going to bug anybody with a lot of emails. So anyway, I'd like you to do that. If you want to support the show, I appreciate it if you do. Uh, to uh, call in, you would use this number. If you, have, if you want to listen on your phone or if you have a question, 347-945-5309. Um, if you want me to open the line and let you speak on the show, then hit the number one. Otherwise, don't hit one or I'll think you want me to open the line. Uh, you can just listen to the show on your phone or your computer. And if you want to ask a question on the chat, that's why we have it there, so people can ask questions um, that they may not want to call in and ask. I also want to tell you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics, spirituality, the coming changes, and the kinds of things that we talk about here on this show. I've been sending that out for free for 12 years. And to sign up for that, you would go to hotpinklotus.com. I don't share your email address with anybody ever because your privacy is important. Okay, I'm going to open the line today to uh, Becky, my co-host, first of all. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Lois. How are you today? I'm great. We've got a really awesome show today because we're going to interview Jo Mui. I hope I'm saying her her name right. I read an article she wrote in um, Spirit of Matt that was so upbeat and uplifting and different than a lot of the stuff people have been saying about the Gulf of Mexico. And she's got hope in her message, and it's not fear-based, and it's not doom and gloom, and I just really resonate with this lady. So we're going to open the line and talk to her about some of the things they've been doing up where she lives, which is Sarasota. Joe, are you there? I sure am, Lois. Good morning, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk about the Gulf and talk about service to the spiritual community at large. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Um, so what was fascinating to me was that there has, there's been a lot of controversy about uh, should we ignore things like this so-called bubble in the Gulf or 
all these things that are that are going on. There were people sending out videos that were just really fear-based, and other people sending out, you know, this guy is falling chicken little messages on on email without considering that stirring up fear is not in our best interest. And those of us who were saying let's not stir up fear were accused of being hiding our heads in the sand. So can you speak to that? Oh, I'd be happy to speak to that. Um, we're in a community uh, in Sarasota that has a large population of uh, spiritually esoteric or metaphysically oriented people. Um, many of them dropped in, if you will, to Sarasota in in and over the last five years. And this group of people have come from all over the country to make Sarasota their home. Um, this is not a Chamber of Commerce pitch for Sarasota, but it's really the background as to why I wrote the article for Drundalo Melchizedek, Spirit of Mott, the way I did, and what we in this spiritual city of light, that is what we call it, um, called Sarasota, do on a regular day-to-day basis. Um, The moment the explosion happened in April, the word went out um, across the community and the spiritual leaders began emailing and talking to one another and we watched the news unfold on all the CNN and all the other channels as everybody else did and um, we realized the significance and the the issues that were going to be confronting that area of the Gulf specifically. Um, and between April and when I wrote the article, you're absolutely right, Lois. There's been a steady, consistent drumbeat of fear and negativity associated with what happened. Um, and And it would have been a very easy thing to get into, jump on the uh, on the train of blame, and get on that bandwagon, and at the end of the day, it didn't serve any anything uplifting or positive for the community. Now, if we, especially here in Sarasota, uh, we we are constantly involved in activities and ceremonies and sacred gatherings. We do this routinely, um, and and holding space and holding a consciousness that was going to be positive and uplifting for the Gulf was just another day at the job for for this community. There are people, let, let me not say that we're all sitting here acting like Pollyannas or, as you put it, people with their head in the sands. We know the power of positive thought. We know how you can affect change on the planet is to begin with changing yourself and how you view a situation. You do not have to buy in to the negativity and the fear. And what we did was we gathered the troops. We gathered. We, I, I send out um, an electronic email 
goes out every Monday morning, and I mean it's got wide distribution here as well as around around the world. And we told people this is what we're going to do, and we're going to go to Siesta Key Beach, which is one of the uh, powerful vortexes on the Gulf. It's a crystal beach. Siesta Key Beach is uh, a high resonant frequency beach. What I mean by that, it is it is a um, a beach that is made of quartz crystal. Uh, it's a great tourist attraction, but it also is a very sacred beach to the uh, indigenous people who lived here. Uh, and we held sacred ceremony very soon after um, the explosion that killed 11 people. And we continued to go back there and hold the sacred ceremonies and hold the space and do meditations. As the drumbeat continued over the last uh, three months, uh, you, you've talked about scientists and um, I will say that even people who um, claim to be channeling ascended masters and higher beings were giving advice and, you know, get out of the area. Florida will be underwater from a tsunami that was going to occur as a result of a methane gas explosion. Well, you know, that didn't happen, and it probably wasn't going to happen. Florida, the Gulf of Mexico is an, is an enormous waterway, and it is, it is self-sustaining and self-cleaning. And I, my sense was people who, who go to fear, just like, just like newspapers and TV programs, TV shows, news shows, it, it grabs that primal self of the human mind. And it's so much easier for people to fall into the comfort zone of fear and, oh, my God, something terrible is going to happen and we better get out before the tsunami or the methane gas explosion or the seas turn black with oil. We better get out before that happens. And it's easy to buy into that fear. It's real hard. It's really, really hard to take another step forward and say, what is it that I have been doing and preaching or meditating about or studying or believing for the last 20, 30, 40 years? If I believe, and in the core of my being, I, I know that what I have been studying and what I, what I sense to be really true is true, then it was time to step up. And that's what we did. We said, now's the time. It, it's fish or cut bait. If you want to leave in fear, and if you want to beat the drums of fear and methane explosions, go. And, and let me tell you, some have made plans and did make plans to evacuate. And these were some in the spiritual community. But I will tell you, 95% of the people in the spiritual community and clearly 
the majority of them who know nothing about Siesta Key, nothing about the spiritual community, have not evacuated for any reason. So how we dealt with it was first to address the fears and then step back and say, okay, now what? Do you believe the things you profess to believe? What can you do about that then? Will you join in changing the atmosphere around you individually, thereby affecting your circle of influence, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, can you can you anchor that that belief structure that you know is true? Can you hold that atmosphere and can you go through day by day holding that consciousness? Okay. Can and you we ended up with two hundred sorry. Can you say a little bit about what consciousness it is that you were encouraging people to hold? We are spiritual beings. We are, we, are, we are humans who have the ability to control ourselves, our beliefs, and the outcome of those beliefs. We because, can, our, because our beliefs affect outcome, is that what you're saying? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. How you think, there you are. If you are living in a state of fear, you are, everything around you is going to be fearful. If you live in a state of peace and harmony, and, and you are fearless in that, in that belief, everything around you is going to harmonize mm-hmm. and be in that loving state of grace. If, if you people... go to work believing... Sorry, yeah, if go a ahead. group of people believe, all of them together, and spread the belief by sending emails and so on, that something horrible is going to happen, there have been lots and lots of studies, scientific studies, that they can change outcomes. And that's why it's so important. And, you know, this being an educational show is why I'm, I'm saying the simple stuff that you and I already know, but some listeners or many listeners may not, is that if additionally a group of people get together in the unshakable belief that everything's going to be fine because they want it to be fine, they will it to be fine, and their consciousness affects the outcome. That's what I want to be sure that everybody understands. Is That's why we don't want to get into fear and spread it, is because what everybody's believing matters. It affects outcome. So... That's it. That's what you, I want to do. I don't know if um, you're familiar with the Global Consciousness Initiative. Um, this is a this is a scientific organization that began by putting um, uh, beacons, if you will, around the planet, measuring how human thought and human activity can affect. Uh, the electromagnetic waves around the Earth. And we are yeah, electromagnetic exactly. beings. That's what I'm talking okay. about. 
Exactly. They they were measuring, you know, the the normal nice day to day waves on the on the scopes that they look at probably look like an ocean wave. Sometimes things spike on on the charts. One day at 9:08 in the morning, all of their their um, recording devices went off the charts, and it continued to spike. Um, in a in a very vertical way for days and days and days, but the very first spike at 9:08 in the morning was on 9/11, and it was the consciousness of all the people who were watching the attack on the World Trade Towers and what unfolded over that day. Now that's a dramatic a dramatic um, image. Mm-hmm. Proof and image for your listeners of what occurred on 9/11. The same thing happened in December of 2004 on December 26, when the Indonesian tsunami happened. There was another spike just like that. Now, just so you know, these were these were dramatic worldwide effects that people were watching through the benefit of television. And the internet, which Edgar Casey, the the sleeping prophet, the American sleeping prophet, said that in at the turn of the century, which is the one we're in now, we would be communicating with one another. He called it ESP. Edgar Casey died in '45, so anything before that time, they weren't looking at the internet the way we do today. But he said people on e- all over the world would be able to communicate with one another through ESP. Well, we're doing it pretty well through the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go back to global consciousness. I mentioned 9-11. I mentioned the, the tsunami in December of 2004. Take it one step further. There was another big spike on their charts one afternoon or one evening, and they were looking at it and they couldn't understand what had happened. You know what it was? The final of American Idol. So it's the it's people's thoughts and their consciousness and where they are putting all of their conscious thought, thought is energy, it is affecting the their atmosphere I called it atmosphere, the the electromagnetic waves around them. And, and the electromagnetic waves between people, that is the, that's the unified force field. That space between me and you, all of that is being affected by our thoughts. Now, granted, some thoughts are long and, you know, you're more, if, if you're looking for a job, you're focused, you've got a good wave action going with, with that. If you're just casually thinking, oh, golly, I'm sorry, Sally lost her job. I wonder what we're having for dinner that thought has uh, has not as much of a wave action in the electromagnetic soup. But that's what I'm trying to say. You, you ask me, how can we affect our, the change? Because whatever we're focused on, that's what we're creating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> so then you guys got together to do something about all to counter this fear. We sure right? did. We sure Tell did. We that. We uh, we got a um, we have had a um, as I said a concerted effort um, 
in this community since um, probably around 2008, and we have continued this work in a very focused and a directed way. Um, we gathered together. There is a woman in our community um, who I refer to as the water bearer. Uh, she is a, a pranic healer and energy worker, and over the years she has collected waters from all over the planet's sacred sites. And she keeps this water and, and blends the waters together, and we use them in blessings. Well, we decided that... Um, the women's meditation group, which meets twice a month um, on the new moon and the full moon, would instead open the doors, go out to Siesta Key, and let us hold a sacred ceremony uh, for all members of the community. So we gathered, we sent out the word um, you know, across the community, and we ended up with about 250 men, women, and children coming to Siesta Key Beach on um, July the 9th. And a, a Buddhist monk from Sri Lanka, his name is Bhante Damawansha, he came down from uh, the Tampa-St. Petersburg area. And his intention in joining the group was to sing and chant the <clears throat> Ratana Sutta for the blessings of the Gulf waters, the sea creatures, the people who are affected, and all those who are holding the consciousness of a peaceful, harmonious resolution to the Gulf, the Gulf oil problem and the Gulf situation. The Ratana Sutta is one that Lord Buddha, Buddha had given to a village that had been wrapped in chaos and strife for a number of years. And one of the disciples went to him from the town and said, Lord Buddha, we need something to restore calm and peace and harmony to our area. And Buddha gave them um, the Ratana Sutta. And, and our monk from St. Petersburg came down and chanted it in his native Pali, which was the language of Buddha. And we held a ceremony, a water ceremony, using the waters of the world in a blessing for the Gulf water. So all the waters of the sacred sites all over the world, whether it was Chalice Well or the Ganges, or Lourdes, or Iguazu Falls in Brazil, sacred waters from all over the world were ceremonially poured into the Gulf. We did a uh, crystal bowl um, meditation. We had the Ratana Sutta blessing by the monk, and we had um, an elemental breathing meditation that culminated in the blessing of the water. And um, then 
the community linked up again with, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jonathan Goldman, but Jonathan Goldman, okay, I just came back from a two-week course of study with Jonathan Goldman in Colorado, and on one of those days we were there, it was a 14-hour day of chanting, actually toning. Um, It started at 7 in the morning and it ended at 10 o'clock at night. And we did them in rounds and shifts, and it was for planetary healing and ascension. Now, the invocation, there were 90 people from 31 countries around the world. Each person from a different country got up and did an invocation from their country for planetary grace and healing. I had left a group here in Sarasota that linked up with us in Colorado, and my invocation was for the Gulf and the healing of the Gulf and all the waterways of the world that are also struggling. And interesting thing happened, Lois, after after that event... I came back home um, in the beginning of August, and lo and behold, with a consciousness of when Jonathan Goldman does a day of toning, he puts it up on his website, and there are people all over the world that are uniting in an online temple. They can do it through their iPhones, iPads, computers, and they, they can join in for one minute or the entire program. But there again is one of those spiking activities that register on radars of people who are gathering at a certain point in time for a specific purpose. Not too long after that event, we learned that Uh, The first reports, actually I'd gotten back, I think, two days after I got back, the first reports in Florida started coming out long before it hit CNN that something was happening in the Gulf. Now, remember, we had done the July 9th Ratana Sutta and the Blessing of the Waterways with a gathering of 250 people on the beach. Mm -hmm. Then on July the 25th, we have this this um, unified day of toning that is a worldwide effort. And right around uh, the beginning of August, the first reports start coming in that something's happening in the Gulf. The oil is disappearing. Nobody knows what's happening, but they can't find the oil. The workers are sitting around with nothing to do. There's no oil to skim. They don't know where the oil is going. We have one of the biggest uh, laboratories, marine laboratories. It's like Woods Hole in Scripps. It's called the Moat um, Laboratory and um, Marine Laboratory. The Moat guys go out in their um, zodiacs, and they're prowling around with buoys and undersea robots, and they can't. They can't find the oil. The, there's oil there, but it's not in the quantities that had been there. By the time it reached CNN, 
the reports, a lot of the scientific work had already been done. It turns out all the oceans of the world, including the Arctic and the Antarctic, have microbes in them. These are naturally occurring um, species in the waters. And guess what they normally feed on? Oil. Oil. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Gulf, let me tell you, the Gulf of Mexico is a treasure trove of oil. I mean, as a kid, you went to the beach and we had little um, kerosene sort of uh, things to wipe your feet off because tar balls would float up occasionally. Yeah. Okay, I raised so, my kids on Galveston, and we did the same thing. We had to clear, exactly. clean the tar balls. I mean, there's a, there's a treasure trove of oil out there. And but it the Gulf from the floor of the ocean. Right, just, right. Yeah. The Gulf is also home to the microbes. And in the hot, warm waters of the Gulf, these and an abundant food supply, they did what, what great abundance creates, happy, joyful microbes multiplied and multiplied, and they began devouring the oil. And that's where the oil has gone. There's still some oil slicks, but already yesterday we heard that new New sprouting shoots are already appearing in the marshlands of Louisiana. Now, let me tell you about this area of the Gulf because it's it's an important. Um, do we have time? Yeah. Okay, Sarasota and between Tampa, Sarasota down to Naples is uh, is an incredible incredibly beautiful area of Florida. Um, it's, it's, it's pristine in many ways. We don't get, um, we haven't had terrible hurricanes. Um, your listeners may have remembered in the about 2004, Florida was struck with uh, four significant hurricanes. One of them was Hurricane Charlie. And Hurricane Charlie was making a direct aim on Sarasota. And the community went out to the beach and did a prayer. And they, the hurricane did not... The, the weather people claim... We don't know what happened, but Hurricane Charlie took a right-hand, 90-degree turn. They had never seen this happen before. There was another hurricane, Ivan, that was coming through the same, uh, a year or two later. I think it was a year later. And another dead beam on, and it just took another veering turn and headed north instead of coming where it was supposed to come. Recently... The, uh, the Moat Aquarium Laboratory that I talked about and scientists who have been swarming to this area because of the Gulf problem um, put out 194 buoys in the Gulf to measure where's the oil going to go, uh, will it dissipate, what communities will be more, most stricken. And all of the buoys, the reports of all the buoys were that from just south of Tampa, and Sarasota is just south of Tampa, uh, but just south of Tampa, 
on the on the Gulf side down to north of Naples. They have discovered what they called a protective bubble of a, a, a bubble of protection that ocean currents, according to them, ocean currents, the sea bottom and the prevailing winds do not allow anything to come ashore in that protected zone. They called it the forbidden zone and they called it the bubble of protection. That area, they said, you will not see any oil, you will not see hurricanes, you will not see major storms coming in because, again, the ocean currents, the seafloor, and the prevailing winds seem to have placed this bubble of protection around that area. Now, I will tell you that this community came together, 350 people came together on the summer solstice of 2008 and placed an ethereal prism, looks like a diamond shape, prism of light across 2,100 square miles, starting north of Sarasota, going to north of Naples, going east into um, Mayaka State Park, which is part of the northern part of the Everglades, and out into the west of the Gulf across the Estaque. And we formed an ethereal grid, when I say ethereal, invisible, but people were placed in groups or gatherings all along that prism on the summer solstice of 2008. And we've been in that protective bubble, which I, I, I started to chuckle when I read what the scientists had discovered about a forbidden zone and a bubble of protection. That was a, those are two quotes about this area. But they attribute it to, again, prevailing winds and ocean currents and the seashore. So when, when you ask what we do and how we know what we do is working, because we see visible proof of what we're doing. We see it every day. We saw it with Jonathan Goldman, and that toning and that invocation done in Colorado and people anchoring that same intention here in Sarasota in different gatherings on July 25th, and within days there's this discovery of microbes eating up the Gulf, the Gulf oil. I don't think that's any kind of coincidence, but I realize that the scientists had to have some sort of explanation that would allow their minds not to spin out of control and leave them screaming, <laughs> running away, saying, what, a ceremony on the beach? Caused they death. would never attribute it to that. And, and you not know yet. what, God, there's a good balance with that. I, I, I appreciate the scientific aspect. And when it happens and they prove something scientifically, I'll salute because on another level we know thought is affecting changes and beliefs. Right. And, and and the outcome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The thing is that uh, until people are ready, until they've heard enough examples of this sort of thing and until there are enough scientific studies supporting it, 
there are not going to be um, enough people understanding what's going on to create a, a what I want to call it, say, a phase change of beliefs. But eventually enough people will know about it and tell their friends and it'll spread like that or they'll read about it or they'll hear about it on on radio shows such as this until all of a sudden there'll be a, a shift in everybody's consciousness. Oh, well, yeah, that was that group that met down at such and so and had a ceremony. That's what did it, you know. And, and just like people are gradually coming to believe in other things that used to be a big joke 10, 15 years ago, but I understand that. But it's wonderful that they've um, that the scientists have um, affirmed that the change occurred, because that's the first step. And most people, I think, will will um, you know if they hear it from the scientists, that suddenly puts a punctuation mark on believability. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, do they need to know? The other part, maybe they will through osmosis. I mean, are are you finding in your in your community and how how you deal with your radio listeners that there might not be a shift going on in how people are responding to different things? That there might not be a shift going on. Yeah, that there is a shift going on. I mean, oh, in the, how I, they are. I live in a world that's. Uh, you know, I practice energy medicine, and I do past life readings from the Akashic Records, and I have clients both in person and long distance. But I live in a bubble of protection. But in the world that I live in, among the people that I, whom I see as clients, I'm seeing more and more mainstream people who not only are coming to see me, which is a very non-mainstream thing to do, but they're referring their friends. And I I also teach a form of energy medicine called Adena. And I've recently gotten realized, actually, that that a lot of these people who are Adena initiates and practicing this form of energy medicine are doctors and social workers and psychologists and lawyers, and some of them are housewives, and some of them are in the corporate world and want to do this full-time for a living later, or they do it part-time as they're doing their corporate job. But So I guess the shift I'm seeing, to answer your question, is in what every the day jobs of the people that show up to see me for something that used to be just folks who were into airy-fairy stuff 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the shift I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing a, a fast shift in who is coming to see me and who they're talking to about it and who they're not afraid to refer to me. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, the, the medical doctors um, that, you know, as I make my way through the community and you interact with different people, there's more and more of them the insurance won't recognize it, but the doctors are saying, go see so-and-so and do acupuncture. Um, mm-hmm. When their patients are coming to them, um, the, the, the Western doctors, the patients are asking about alternative medicine and alternative therapies. And these, what I call traditional doctors, you know, the, these are... Uh, I'm, I'm thinking right now of two men in two different practices, 
one internal medicine, the other endocrinology, um, they're they're stopping and and you can see their eyes and their noses sort of crinkle up that I have to start doing something else uh, and teach myself some different skills because mm-hmm. my patients are ahead of the game and I need to catch up. Yep. Um, my my sister studies with Alberto Viotto, has been in his uh, program, I think, for four years now, and she said well over half of the students in the advanced master's class are um, MDs and psychotherapists. Mm-hmm. So yep, that's what I'm saying, that those are the people who would have been the shamans in our culture, the psychotherapists and a lot of the medical doctors, had we had such an opportunity available to them 20 years ago. Had, with the same personalities in an indigenous culture would have been the shamans the healers, the medicine men. So now they're making the shift. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The only thing they felt was open to them was being allopathic medical doctors or psychologists or psychiatrists because that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not surprised that they're studying shamanism. I'm seeing a lot of that. And here in Houston, which is a huge medical center, we get people from all over the world to come to MD Anderson for cancer treatment. What we're also seeing is a lot of the hospitals are allowing Reiki volunteers to come in and go from room to room and Reiki um, the patients. All they have to do is show their certificate where they took Reiki. And right. that shocking. This has been going on for about two years. So yeah, I'm seeing a shift. Mayo Clinic up in uh, uh, North Florida, same thing. Uh, Healing Touch actually uh, was started by nurses in a hospital in Colorado. So really, um, yeah, that's and and uh, it, they've been using Healing Touch, and now that's that's across the country. Um, there are quite a few people in this community who volunteer their services with hospice, and they're all you. And hospice, not surprisingly, perhaps, is very receptive to alternative healing. But mm-hmm. they're, 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 the, the people who are working with the hospice patients are using it to affect an ease of transition. And they're finding that using Reiki or quantum healing or theta healing or whatever the modality, that the patients are calming down and there's a much gentler and more graceful exit from yep. the broken down bodies. That does. So I I think we are in in a real shift. Um, yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, Lois, I really I, I, the, I know the word is tedious and overworked. Uh, and I really have to go to the thesaurus and find another one. But it is it is prompting a quantum change in how people react to what is being presented. There's always something else transpiring behind what we physically see in front of us. So, and I what I when when people say the veil is thinning. I realize my sense is that people are beginning to see the, what is transpiring behind what they see in front of them. 
They're asking more questions. What is what caused that to happen? Is there another um, is there another reason this could have occurred? So they're looking for answers in many many different ways. I mean, we see it with you know look look at the the structures that are falling apart in front of us, you know, uh, and and we are re- literally rebuilding this this um, infrastructure of ours, whether it's the finance system, the health system, the you know banking system, the the uh, construction, manufacturing, all of that has been put on its ear so that we have an opportunity to really rebuild what it is that serves us as humans inhabiting the organism we call the earth. We're building a new earth. And you and I may not may not live to see what that is, but when we come back as children of our great-great-grandparents, we will have inherited what we started in 2010. I love the way you just put that. Let's see if, if Becky, uh, who's been listening, has got any questions. Becky, do you have questions for Joe? Um, wow. I've actually been um, quite impressed and inspired at how many people gather on their own or take the initiative to do healing work on behalf of the water and the, and the different elements on Earth. I just, it's, it's obviously not my calling or I'd be involved, but I love hearing about it. And um, I actually am a collector of water myself. Um, having gathered it from people in ceremonies and have been gifted different vials that I take places, but um, getting a little off topic here. So um, the illustrations given of the healers from all of those different countries that were focused on one one event and then how that showed up, I, I just... I guess it's not a question, it's just a comment of how incredible that is to me and how how inspiring and glad I am to hear something so positive with all of the doom and gloom going on. So I wanted to to thank you for that. Uh, Becky, if I could share with you, one of the things that Jonathan Goldman did um, in setting the sacred space, the, the morning that we were going to do the all-day of toning, there was an altar set up in the center of the circle, and around the altar were little bottles, cobalt blue bottles, mm-hmm. filled filled with um, crystal crystal water. When I say crystal water, uh, you fill a bottle with water and you put quartz crystals in it. You can put it in the sun, and it sort of energizes the water. So this water was placed. So it looked. Visualize a long, 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 long um, round around the altar circle of little blue bottles standing like little soldiers all the way around <laughs> the altar. Through the contributions of these 90 people toning for 14 hours, Sound is the substance of the universe. It is mm-hmm. the the vibratory. It creates the vibrations and the frequencies of that electromagnetic soup we live in. Mm-hmm. Now visualize all these people with 31 different invocations for planetary harmony and planetary peace and planetary grace 
poured into t- toning in and that water being affected by that. And each of us was given a vial of that water to come back to wherever we called home and to use that to charge or regenerate other waters. Mm. So what you have in all of your ceremonies and what you have used, the vibrations that your vials contain can be can affect other ceremonies and other um, waterways. We routinely commission, uh, this sounds like a big fancy thing, it's not, but commission what we call emissaries of the water. And people bring um, bottles from home. Usually it's preferable they use glass bottles because uh, the glass is of the earth. And uh, it's filled with um, the waters of the world, and they're asked to keep that water recharged. It's like, you know, um, sourdough, sourdough yes. bread. You have, yes. you just need a little piece of the sourdough mm-hmm. to create another, sure. another yeah, bread. A starter. Just, a starter, perfect. That's the word I was looking for. The waters of the world in these, in these little bottles that people get are starter bottles. And they never, you never run out. You're, it's like sourdough. You <laughs> always have the starter. So this is what we encourage people to do. If you've come to Sarasota and you're here just for a, a weekend and you happen to be at the beach when we're doing a ceremony and you want water, take it back to Toronto. Take it back to Salt Lake City. Take mm-hmm. the water and keep it charged and use it in your own ceremonies. So this is, this is what we encourage people to do here, and uh, we we're we're going to be inundated soon with snowbirds returning from the north, and they mm-hmm. come to their winter homes, and you know these ceremonies could. Uh, when I said we we did uh, 350 on the summer solstice, that was the low season when everybody's gone. Um, we'll double that amount on a winter solstice celebration. So, wow. But the people go home and they are initiating group gatherings in their home states or home countries. Wow. And so I encourage you, too, to uh, take your vials and, um, you know, we, we have one big vat, if you will, that's all the waters of the world, but we have little bottles of, you know, the chargers or the starters yeah. from yeah. the different places. But um, the intentions of all of those people sending that message through thought and energy and electromagnetic frequency into that water does not go away. Yeah. Yeah, and energy follows attention. So wherever you place your attention, energy automatically follows. So that's quite powerful when you look at the numbers. It just grows exponentially. It does. Now think about what you're doing to yourself because your body is 70% water as well and the planet is 70% water, 70 or 80% water. So, you know, we're 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 basically water beings. Our 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 atmosphere, it, the humidity, there's, you know, the moisture that keeps us alive. I mean, it, it's activated, it's energized by the thoughts that we're thinking. 
And I go back to the Global Consciousness Initiative. You know, when the scientists can prove, oh, my God, there was a collective of people thinking about the World Trade bombing, uh, attacks or the tsunami or American Idol, it's registering where we put our intention. Mm-hmm. There we are. Yeah. You know, the thing I would like to interject for the people who don't know about it and who listen now or later in the archives is that if you want to know more about the important link between consciousness and water, you need to go to the scientific studies that have been done by Masaru, Masaru, what is it, Emoto? Emoto. Emoto, Emoto. yeah. Yeah. He's a Japanese scientist, and his uh, website is hado.com or net, one or the other. But there have been some powerful proofs of links between thought, words, sounds on water, that, that it changes the structure of water. And and that's why water is so powerful in these ceremonies. So I just want to be sure people know about that. And you said you're a healer, Lois? Yes. I have been and, for about 25 years. Yeah. And Energy uh, we, we have a, a wonderful healers network here in Sarasota. And, you know, the healers come together. They don't, they don't have to physically come together. When I say come together, an email goes out that, someone is in need and could you just hold a consciousness for their best and highest good and uh just like the just like the scopes of the global consciousness initiative there are mm-hmm. um with the intention of if it is in their highest and best good we yeah. have um a focused work that affects changes in the environment or the atmosphere or the healing of the individual who has come forward. We've just done a whole thing with a little baby in uh, New Jersey. None of us know the baby, but her her name is Baby Jackson. She has been um, liver cancer and on uh, chemo and two liver transplants. The doctors have given her up for for. Goodbye. Called in the family to say goodbye for this little two-year-old, and every time the you know she's just been held in this wave, and people f- just keep following her, and the healers get notified again, and uh, please hold baby Jackson. We found out yesterday from her mother that the doctors are suddenly optimistic, and her temperature has gone down and everything seems to be stabilizing and they're taking her off the ventilator and may start solid food and you know it's so just if a listener wanted to hook into that and they wanted to become part of that community how would they do that joe to sarasota mhm uh well, actually they they can uh they can send an email to my partner patricia cockerel who actually um, facilitates and coordinates the Healers Network, and her email is healinglight8, the number 8, at gmail.com. That's great. So do you have anywhere on any of your websites or anything instructions for how somebody might do a water ceremony if they wanted to, say, go to Galveston and do one? Or um, I don't have else. it on the I don't have that on my website, but you know what? As um, soon as we hang up, I'm gonna 
go down the hall to my webmaster and suggest that... <laughs> would that uh, be Patricia? <laughs> yes, that would be Patricia. Okay. Uh, I, hope, I don't know if she's listening. Um, but uh, actually, she just completed a complete revamp of my website this week, and it's being launched, so uh, maybe she can add one more page. We do. Uh, my website, News and Events, does talk about the ceremonies and events that we are holding monthly. Um, we're doing another one. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention, uh, and uh, Becky, you might be interested in this, you're talking about um, the Gulf of Mexico. One of the activities, the projects of, of the, the, the 12 spiritual leaders of the, the network in Sarasota are called the Lights of the Round Table. And oh, wow. I like that. <laughs> and light. each light has a, 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 a string of lights off of them. So, if, you know, I would have a whole distribution list based on my newsletters and my events, and uh, someone else would have their, their, their string of lights. But the intention is, is to wrap the Gulf of Mexico in a string of peace. And the string of peace is a rainbow, six-color rainbow um, threads that this monk I told you about earlier, Bhante Damawansha, he's from Sri Lanka. And the idea came from Sri Lanka. Uh, that island had been racked with war and guerrilla warfare and famine and horrible things for 30 years and the new regime came in and went to the monks and said, you've got to help us. What can we do? And the monks said, we'll wrap the island in strings of peace and the threads, each thread, we will tone the Ratana Sutta, we will tie knots into it, and we will wrap the entire island of Sri Lanka in a string of peace. Shortly after, the Tamil rebels came out of the hills and made peace with the government. Oh my God. And there has been a peaceful transition with, this was all on the news, but what was transpiring behind that which appeared on the news was the fact that these monks had done the Ratana Sutta and had wrapped the island with strings of peace. And what we want to do is wrap the Gulf with the strings of peace. And we've already done, we've had one kickoff, I've got one on my wrist right now, and that's on my website. Uh, mm -hmm. The next one is on the 18th, and we will do another string of peace. But the intention is we're going to, uh, after meeting people from Mexico at Jonathan Goldman's workshop, I spoke to them about the strings of peace. They said, let us know when you're ready, and they'll carry it around the Gulf. Well, we can, you Texas know, I'm not is available. I'm not far from Galveston, so we can go do a ceremony down there, too. I've got somebody uh, in Corpus Christi that's lined up as well, so mm -hmm. we, are, we, are, we are working. We've got 90 seconds left. Is there any last thing you want to say? Yes. Okay. Be conscious. Be aware. And when, you, when fear hits, turn off the television. And just light a, light a candle mm -hmm. to yourself, 
and to that inner peace and go to that place. Thank you so much for being here. This has been really fun and very exciting. I Thank you for having you. me. You're welcome. We'll talk Thank to you, you later. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye. just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 